495 southbound. Due to that earlier crash, you're still on the brakes now. Exit 46 at Route 110 down to Route 114 at Exit 42. 93 southbound. Your traffic through Man- starts in Manchester at 293 split and goes down to Exit 5 in Londonderry. Then in Mass, you're on the brakes. Montvale Ave at Exit 36 down to the Leverett Connector. 95 southbound. You're slow right at Main Street. Uh, Everett Turnpike's looking okay. Route 3, you're slow. 495 to Trouble Cove Road. Oh, 93 southbound at Exit uh, 16, uh, you have a car that lost its tire. That's the latest from the Great Bay Limousine Traffic Desk. Hi, I'm 92 today. Hot and humid. A little breezy. Could see an afternoon shower or a thunderstorm as well. All right, let's get right to it. Are you ready for some football? Yes! I am. Now, this is Foxborough Faithful right here. Go Patriots! Ah, ladies and gentlemen, and so it begins another year. Season begins Sunday, 1 o'clock, uh, for the Patriots anyway. Starts tonight, Thursday Night Football. Going on the phone by uh, former Patriot, three-time Super Bowl champion, Matt Chatham. Good morning, brother. Great to be back, guys. What's up? Hey, I'm, I missed you! <laughs> I missed you so much! <laughs> right? God's sake! I miss football. You too, oh. but football. No. <laughs> there you go. There I you missed go. it. I'll tell you. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, but you know what? This is weird that we're having this first conversation of the year. I've, I've already called you know the, a college game last week, BC UMass, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here sucking on a cough drop. The first week of September with a sore throat. I mean, I hope it's not coming through the mic too much, but it, 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 summer cold is like a thing. My kids go back to school. Uh. I swear they arrive in those classes. They bring something immediately home. And for those of us who talk on the air for a living, good God, I'm, I'm sitting here with a cold in it's, September. It's not. And it's going to be 90, like, 8 degrees and muggy today, and you got a cold. It's yeah. in, it goes against it's, it's, all yeah. common sense, you know. Uh, exactly. Dude, I, I, couldn't be, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, I've been waiting for this. And I, I try, and, and I know I follow you. You can follow Matt on Twitter, at Chatham58, uh, and he has great perspective. And I know you kind of feel the same thing. A lot of the stuff that gets talked about in preseason – is just noise, right? Because people need things to talk about. And uh, sometimes, not always, but sometimes little of it has bearing on what's to come or, or what will happen in the season. Do you agree? A thousand percent. And, and I think one of the biggest issues is is not just that it's preseason, it's the, the other stuff, the, even back to the offseason. We, we've, we've, I think, deluded ourselves into thinking that the NFL is a 12-month sport. It's not. I mean, they can put a thing on the calendar in April and another thing in June. That's not the NFL, but I think we're sort of to have this – we're compelled to try to fill stuff then. And, and unfortunately, the stuff that matters is a game. And I have a really hard time in even, you know, it, whether it be March or whether it be even July – to get really fired up about anything if I know it won't have an effect on any of those 16 games. So yeah, yeah. most of the conversations just didn't fit the bill. And now we're into the stuff that really matters. And right. I enjoyed, obviously, doing the preseason games. I thought, you know, it's, it's where you get to look harder at the team part. Oh, gosh, you know, right. that's the stuff I miss. And now we get to get into the real stuff. Here's where we go. So coming on, uh, you know, what made me say that was the whole, you know, I was watching the news and it, it was a bulletin that Guerrero was on the bus. And that was a they, that was a bulletin. They didn't show Tom walking into yeah. the stadium. They showed Alex Guerrero. Yeah. I just thought it, I thought it was interesting. And I know you kind of felt the same way, uh, rightfully so. But here we are on well, the cusp of the go hey, ahead. Greg, 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 sorry to interrupt you That's on right. that. But we were we were we were on, I believe that was the Carolina trip. And so, you know, our broadcast crew, there's a bunch of the radio yeah. and, and then the TV guys there as well. We, we had all heard that. That exact same piece of information probably before 
before it, it went you know, on Twitter and the reporters got with it. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. There's eight of us, nine of us, whatever, in those two groups. And we heard that. And we went, oh, okay. Right. And honestly, that's like the natural reaction to that. Right. Because like we, we're on the trip as well. It's like, oh, Alex is here. Whatever. But then to, to think that in that moment, the way everyone else naturally saw it, that becomes a headline. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on the bus. Whatever. Yeah, this guy's been working with these guys for 15 years. What are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. So here we are on the cusp. Uh, the day after Tom Brady, the final Tom versus time comes out. He says he wants to play till he's 45. It seems like in the preseason... You know, they made it that you saw them. You saw him talking to Kraft. You saw him talking to Belichick. Are we, are, uh, is there the unity that maybe we felt wasn't there at the end or throughout last season? Does it feel like there is that so far this year? I mean, we get to do the sit-downs with with Coach throughout these four the free, four preseason games and, and meet with Tommy and just, you know, chat casually. I, I don't detect anything different than I ever have. Good. And, I, and I, that's... I just, it just, yeah, it became a story last year, but it's weird. I, I don't know. I really just put very little stock in it. They did have to work some things out as far as his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there was, and it was real. It's not that there wasn't some tension about the whole off-season program thing, but one of the things that, yeah, I kind of like to joke with Tom about. And the first thing I said, I mean, he's only he's only a couple months younger than I am, and and I was when I first saw him, you know, after not doing the off-season program. My thought was like, dude, why didn't you do this like five years ago? Right. <laughs> you know, like it, it's 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 a thing that a forty-one-year-old did it, but a thirty-seven or thirty-eight or thirty-nine-year-old quarterback's pretty old in this league too. And you half wonder, you know, it's, and then it came up in the Tom versus Time thing that he felt like he was sort of on the edge of a sort of stressful couple of years and yeah. times you're not as happy. Well, part of that's the monotony, and you got to break it. Most, you know, I, monotony was hitting me at nine years. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine where his head's at with two mm-hmm. times that. So. Right. I think you get more time. You'll get more, and more time is better for the Patriots long term if you help him manage, you know, the long, the long drag. So yeah. I think this is good for everyone. Uh, Matt Chatham on the phone. Let's go ahead, Kelly Brown. I had a question, Matt, about uh, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it seems like most players will stay yeah. out of stay out of the discussions about another player's contract. But it looks like this week Pittsburgh players were legitimately disappointed with Bell for for not showing up. Uh, if and when he does come back, how is this going to affect the Steelers' locker room? You've been there. Yeah, and that's, that's a great question because I, I was pretty shocked to see guys go that hard with, with their comments. I mean, we're obviously in a different world now with social media and Twitter and Instagram and all that, and, and one of those players had gone out really hard a day or two before Bell was supposed to arrive and, and kind of put themselves out there and guarantee, seemingly guaranteed that he was going to show up. I think based on that information, based off the fact he did it the year before, I guess, but it's not as if Bell had promised that. Um, so two of those offensive linemen kind of had an egg on their face kind of thing. And it, it looked like, uh, to me, a little bit of a petulant reaction. Oh, no, he's not showing. You never get in another guy's contract negotiation. I think that's really bad ball. And Ramon Foster is the uh, one of the guys that was more outspoken, uh, left guard for them, very good player. But a former undrafted guy uh, who's risen to be a starter, plays really well, obviously. He's, he's a starter in the league now, and he's actually their NFLPA rep. And that, to me, is the part of it that struck me a little weird. He's comparing his own contract to Bell's, mm-hmm. talking about how his blocking is what gets him the yards kind of thing, and that he owes it to them to be there. Yeah. And, and just the back, the backdrop of him being a PA guy. Mm-hmm. You know, PA reps don't go out and, and start saying publicly management-type things. <laughs> like, get in there and take the contract they give you, because, I mean, that's just crazy. That's on its head. So you never should do that. I guarantee you there's 
as many of those two guys coming out and saying that there's probably as many guys in the locker room that are agitated that they did. So, yeah, I can't, uh, I mean, as soon as, I, I just don't know. Yeah, as they a all teammate, yeah, you're going to be angry with them. What about uh, what about the running game? I mean, as far as the Patriots goes, I know. I mean, obviously we're coming up here, and you know we've seen guys uh, auditioning for jobs. Uh, what's it look like to you at this point for our running game this season? Well, I'm sure a lot of your listeners do fantasy football. I'm sure a lot of the people out there have a curiosity, just generally from a football sense of who it's going to be, and none of us really know. And I think that makes it kind of fun for Week One. And it's not as if it'll be answered this week entirely. Anyway, we saw this last year where there'd be weeks where James White would have two carries, three touches, something like that, and yeah. then he'd have a fifteen, yeah, fifteen week. You know, so we just don't know. And I think that's kind of what they're into. Uh, Jeremy Hill may fill some of the vacuum left by Deion Lewis. Uh, but I don't think it's necessarily a one-for-one. One. Uh, I think a lot of us out here are kind of anticipating Rex Burkhead to get a bump and roll, something a little more than what we saw a year ago. Um, but health has been a question. We, our understanding has been good to go for the last couple of weeks. They've just been building it up behind closed doors. So if, if you're trying to figure out the mix of guys and where they all fit in, it's it's going to be difficult. You can't just call James White the pass back, although sometimes he'll get 10 catches in a game, or 10 targets at least. Uh, I still think he's going to be a big part of the running game as well. And, and obviously the biggest wrench in all this is to have a first-round draft pick as a back. Yeah. We haven't seen much at all of the preseason. So right. if you're trying to base it, as I just did, off Jeremy Hill, Burkhead, and White, you can't forget the first-rounder because first-rounders, if they're healthy, are unlikely to be inactive for a game. So yeah. if you're the Texans, you're a lot like us. You, you probably have no clue which guy you're going to get. So we got uh, no Edelman for the first four weeks. Do the uh, the other guys yeah. in the receiving court kind of, uh, I think the Herald wrote something about them having a chip on their shoulder. Is is that accurate? Like, they got to prove themselves, right? This is a chance for them to sort of say, hey, we're here too, right? Yeah, but I don't think there's a ton of stress on them to do it because okay. the offense doesn't turn on the wide receiver group. I mean, obviously, I would be I would be salty if I was in that group if I was an established pro like Chris Hogan and even Philip Dorsett. I mean, I know Dorsett hasn't had the huge roles yet in his career, but uh, he's super talented. He did really good things a year ago, just didn't have the role. Now all of a sudden, with the roles available, yeah. I would expect he could easily be a four, five, or six catching guy, a game guy. The reason I said it's not super important that they do i still think wide receiver one wr1 you know if you're talking fantasy stuff is rob gronkowski and and one of the sneaky important moves and you know he's technically a tight end but he'll be extended from the formation he's your first wide receiver target out there uh and i i look at i look at the the, the sneaky important move of, of re-upping Dwayne allen redoing his deal and ensuring that he's back in house mm-hmm. that matters to me because he's a very stable tight end they can block and protect and let Gronk go be a wide receiver. You don't need Gronk attached to the formation necessarily. That can be two tight end sets. So the importance of two tight end sets relative to the receiver thing is that means you're only talking about two receivers on the field. So it can be it can be Dorsett and Hogan, and you're fine. You've got the other. Yeah. You can use two backs. You can use two tight ends. You got a lot of different flexibility. So if you all we're talking about is the years of old where it's four and five wide receivers on the field, yeah, they're short on that. But that doesn't have to be the configuration. Right, so what one, do you think? One, one what are the chances Lord, of Golden Tate becoming a Patriot? He is on my fantasy team. <laughs> zero point zero. Now. <laughs> there you go. Zero point zero. I mean, there you it, go. It was, it, it was an interesting thought a couple weeks ago, for yeah. sure. Uh, but, but when those rumors were swirling, I think that transaction would have had to happen. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I can't wait for Sunday. can't wait for the game. Of course, we start up with the weekly chat and report uh, coming up on uh, Monday mornings at 730. So it's going to be good to, to be chatting with you every week, man. And I hope, you, I hope your cold goes away. You sounded great. You sounded great this morning, brother. Okay. Sounds okay. great. I, I, hit it, I hit it well. There you go. Nicely done. All right. We'll talk to you on Monday, Matt. Thanks very much. All right, you got Matt Chatham, everybody. All right, we got a break. I know we're running late, but I got to get. I can't miss that. We got to get that in. We'll be right back.
I haven't even finished breakfast and that boy ain't right. From New England to the world, streaming online at morningbuzz.com and on iHeartRadio. The whole thing makes me a little sick. This is Greg in the Morning Buzz. 